Since 1987, the South Dakota Community Foundation has been bringing philanthropy to life for a stronger South Dakota by connecting generous people and charitable nonprofits in our state. This podcast features inspiring stories from donor, community, advisor, and nonprofit partners invested in creating an improved South Dakota for generations to come. Hello, and welcome to the South Dakota Community Foundation's podcast series. I am Jeff Valkamp, the Director of Development at the South Dakota Community Foundation. In this episode, I visit with John Meyer, the Executive Director of Leadership South Dakota. We will discuss what leadership development looks like through the Leadership South Dakota program and the impact it is having on South Dakota through its now 400 plus graduates. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy this episode. Today I'm really excited about our guest. Today we have John Meyer. He is the somewhat newly minted Executive Director of Leadership South Dakota and we're just going to kind of dive into all things Leadership South Dakota, but I feel like I need to give a little bit of a, a disclaimer here. I personally am a graduate of Leadership South Dakota, kind of a big believer in the program. And John and I were part of the class of 2018 in Leadership South Dakota. So our history goes back a few years. Uh, but John, welcome to the podcast. Um, why don't we just start by handing it over to you and uh, introduce yourself and give our listeners a little bit of a glimpse into your background and who you are. So our disclosures, hey, disclosure, we're friends. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, well, thanks for having me, Jeff. Uh, yeah. So my name is John Meyer. I'm the new executive director of Leadership South Dakota. We just launched our 10th class of Leadership South Dakota, um, what we call our flagship class. You and I were part of the fourth class. Um, I will say I never thought I would be, you know, when I was six years ago in Leadership South Dakota, I definitely never thought I would run the program someday. Uh, I spent the first 14 years of my career as an entrepreneur, um, growing two different creative agencies and exiting from both of those agencies. So most recently, I ran a company for a decade called Lemonly, um, took a year off trying to decide what the heck I want to do after selling that company. I was ready for a new chapter, a new adventure, um, and landed on Leadership South Dakota. So today, I do two things. I run that program, then I also coach entrepreneurs. Um, so I work with about 10 CEOs of small businesses, helping them grow their companies. Um, so that's my story. I took over the gig officially in April of this year. Um, and I'm now on my second program already. We were just in Brookings last week for our second session of the 10th class. Yeah, so we've got quite a bit of history of Leadership South Dakota. Um, two programs, as you mentioned, Tell our listeners a little bit about uh, uh, the work that Leadership South Dakota is doing. Give us a glimpse into what that looks like. And then furthermore, what's the impact you believe this program is having in our state? Yeah, you bet. Um, so our mission is to inspire and create the next generation of leaders for South Dakota. And I'll say that our program has folks from 25 to 65. Uh, we've had leaders of all shapes and sizes from all different geographies, from private sector to nonprofit. And I think that's actually part of what makes our program really special is this sort of um, melting pot of folks from across South Dakota. And as a person who grew up in Brookings and has led most of their professional career in Sioux Falls, just reminding ourselves the diversity of the state and the different industries in our state and backgrounds and geographies, that's been a really special part for me. Um, so in terms of impact, one thing we solidified this summer when I took over was our core values. We really tried to hone in on that and simplify those 
So our core values are discover, connect, and do. So when you ask, like, what do we expect from the program? Our hope is that you will discover uh, new places in South Dakota, see things you've never seen before, probably even say, man, I spent my whole life here and I've never seen this. Um, We hope that you will connect with people that you've never met. That means both like the speakers and the host and the places we go, but also probably even much, much more deeply, your 39 other class members. As you know, uh, and it's hard to experience as someone who's never done it, these folks get really close. Uh, These relationships bond tightly. Um, So you're going to connect with people across the state as your fellow class members. And then lastly, we want you to go do something. Um, And that's both during the time while while you're in Leadership South Dakota. Uh, We'll do activities. We'll get our hands dirty. We'll go see things. We'll go try things. But then also at the end of the program, and this is probably the most important part, we're going to challenge you to now as a graduate of Leadership South Dakota, what are you going to go do? How do you make South Dakota better? How do you make your community better? How do you make your family and your, your immediate circle better? Thanks, John. And as a graduate, I can say too, what are you going to go do? Um, Don't be fearful of it has to be some big grand thing because we can have an impact in our state in many different ways. Some, some at a very local granule level, some can be um, onto things that, you know, are in the media uh, that are Mm -hmm. making, you know, um, just on a larger scale. So, uh, with that in mind, I'm a huge Great. believer that the best way to brag about a program is to talk about its graduates because sure. they're really the the outcome of a program. So um, what are some of the impacts that you've seen or heard of uh, from our graduates that have that they brought to their communities? Yeah, we have uh, to that point, you know, we run the spectrum from more maybe traditional minded leadership roles like uh, uh, alumni of Leadership South Dakota. Jason Solomon is the new mayor of Rapid City. Uh, We have legislators, Casey Crabtree, and I know I'm forgetting others, some that are running right now. Um, You know, we have over 445 alumni here today. Um, And so you have the traditional run for leadership, run for school board, like step up and, and take a true leadership role. We also have some really fascinating stories of collaborations of two class members. I think of like Bo Bryan and Benson Langott, who decided to, Bo Bryan's um, children have uh, two boys have a rare uh, muscular disease. And Benson, of course, is this world-class runner. They've collaborated and started like a a charity run for for research for this disease. Um, And that all happened because of their connection through Leadership South Dakota. Um, I know entrepreneurs, people who have started companies because during their time, um, we also have people who end up getting hired, uh, like take new jobs or new roles and even leave their community and move to another community in South Dakota through a connection that was made during Leadership South Dakota. But I like that you touched on the parts that uh, maybe that we don't see, which is how can I challenge myself to um, you know, be a better father or be a better mother or maybe get involved in my church or go run my first 5k. Uh, and as someone who's always been really obsessed and, and focused on personal growth and just pushing ourselves to get better every day. Um, I love those stories just as much. And so I think there's a lot of those that I don't even know. I can't even share because I haven't seen them or heard them yet. On that note, to kind of throw you under the bus a little bit, um, we could probably do a whole podcast on just different initiatives and things to kind of, um, bring to life things going on in South Dakota. You know, I think of the 437 project and you running across the state of South Dakota to bring awareness to mental health and suicide. 
Um, I think if we sat down and went through the list of leadership South Dakota graduates, the impact would be um, probably beyond what we would both think of right now, just sitting here. Yeah, which I is kind of cool. So when well, we're lucky, right? We're we're taking already the best and brightest, right? It's a competitive program. Uh, we have we have we have to turn people away every year, and so we're already taking some of the best. Like we don't claim to own their success, um, and these people are already doing amazing things. But we're just trying to kind of nudge them along a little further, maybe push them a little faster, or maybe ask them to dream a little bigger. Um, and so that's yeah, we're lucky because we already get to work with the best and brightest. Or maybe even just as simple as providing them a network they may not have had before. Because um, now they know people all across the state that yes. if they pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm a graduate of Leadership South Dakota, they'll say, awesome, how can I help you? Yeah, we have a class member uh, in our group this year from Murdo. She works in economic development and is the uh, one-person team, right? She doesn't have any team members. She doesn't have any... It's, it's, a, it's a new organization. She's got a volunteer board. Um, and she just expressed last week in Brookings, like how wonderful this network has been to not only see what other people are doing, but ask questions to bump ideas around. And I think that's a perfect example of what you're talking about. Yes. So you're somewhat new to this position. As you said, you took over in, I think you said April. Um, what drew you to this position and the work that Leadership South Dakota does across the state? Yeah. Um, well, you can't tell the story of Leadership South Dakota, certainly the current version without mentioning Rick and Val Melmer, um, the founders of the program. And so those two are um, mentors of mine, friends of mine, people I respect and admire. And um, I was on this kind of personal journey of what does my next chapter look like after being the Lemonly guy for so long. Um, and I met with Rick on that topic because I respect his opinion. And he kind of casually nudged me to what do you think about this? Like, would you, you know, what, what, what do you think? And and just like you and I in 2018, I had such strong memories and feelings about the program. I kind of went through my own personal identity of like, am I a nonprofit guy? Like, could I be an executive director? Um, but uh, I think what drew me most is the local impact, right? For 10 years at Lemonly, we did a lot of work with clients um, all over the world. And I, I joked to my wife, Paige, who's also an alumni, I was like, I used to travel to New York and LA and Austin, Texas for work. And now I travel to Chamberlain and Rapid City and Brookings. So it's a little bit different, but I, I love it. Uh, maybe it's just getting a little older with age. I just am proud of my home state. And I think to your to our discussion earlier, we can really see the impact of what these 40 people in my class and now the 400 plus are doing. And that's really special. Um, you know, I don't know how long I'll do the role, but right now I'm just loving it. And it's really, it's really important work that I think I'm, a, I'm a honored to be a part of. You know, maybe another disclosure I sort of should have mentioned at the beginning, South Dakota Community Foundation has been connected with Leadership South Dakota kind of from day one um, as kind of a founding sponsor. But more recently, uh, Leadership South Dakota partnered with South Dakota Community Foundation on what we like to call a nonprofit savings account. As you mentioned, Rick and Val Melmer, the founders of the program, were a big believer that as maybe they were looking at stepping aside um, and moving on, they said, how do we set this program up to be ready to last well into the future? And one of the things they were big believers in is in establishing an endowment. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And at the South Dakota Community Foundation, we have a program called the Nonprofit Savings Account Challenge, meaning it's a four to one match. If Leadership South Dakota raises $4, the South Dakota Community Foundation will put in one up to a maximum of a $20,000 match. So Leadership South Dakota was selected. They went out and met the challenge. They raised $80,000. Then the South Dakota Community Foundation matched that with a $20,000 gift. And so it established a $100,000 endowment to benefit Leadership South Dakota forever. Um, Through that process, how has partnering with the South Dakota Community Foundation shaped your organization's efforts, um, the challenges, endowment, fundraising, everything that goes into that? um, What's that relationship and then fundraising going forward look like for Leadership South Dakota? Yeah, that's a great story. And I know you were there on the on the ground floor for the creation of that. So um, I think what you guys do so well, and, and and this is sort of what I coach my entrepreneurs about, right, is to like really stay in our, be what we're great at, and then find other people to partner with. And so I think Rick and Val had an idea, and they had a vision. And I think that was an amazing idea and vision. But I can say from the outside, even just the the few the little time that we overlapped, I don't think they knew how to set that up. I certainly don't know how to set that up. And it was a perfect partnership there of like, how could we, like, what if dream and then South Dakota Community Foundation coming in and making it a reality. And so I think that partnership has been huge because now I think it changes the way we think of the future and the longevity of the program. I remember we were in class four. I presented it to class one on like an entrepreneurship panel when Rick was basically like, yeah, we have a three-year, I think they had a Bush grant at the beginning. And it was like, not sure if this thing will exist. Uh, we're going to do it for three years and just kind of see what happens. And I was like, that's cool. I remember thinking, I need to make sure I apply and do this program before it ends. Um, you know, And now here we are in year 10, a new executive director. I just had my board meeting yesterday. And I said, at the end of this year, when we do our in-person board meeting, we should think about what this program looks like at 20 years. Right? And to your question earlier, one of the things that attracted me is like, I want, I want my daughter who's seven to be in leadership South Dakota someday. Right. And so I think these type of conversations and these early like uh, nonprofit savings account are the tools and the vehicles that get us to that point. And so as we look forward, we have an amazing group of sponsors that support us every year. And part of those sponsors, they get to have participants in the program. So that's our main like kind of day-to-day operational support. But we're now starting now with 400 plus alumni, we're building some alumni giving, which is a core part of our program as well. There's also a tuition to the program. But I think this idea of like scholarships and this idea of an endowment to make sure that anybody who deserves to be in leadership South Dakota Dakota can be, right? That the, the tuition or the cost or the travel isn't a barrier to those folks. We want the best and brightest um, regardless of their situation. And so, yeah, that's how we think about the future is really opening those doors. And I I think South Dakota Community Foundation showing us how to do that um, was a huge part. Yeah, that's a big deal, I think, for a lot of alumni, too. They don't want leadership training like this to be limited to only those that can afford it, um, because leadership skills come in all shapes and sizes and forms. And being able to provide that to anybody that has the desire to be a part of it is a big deal. Um, and then you and I both know that as this program has grown, you know, philanthropy has even become part of the curriculum. Yeah. Um, your board has said, you know, we want that to be something that's in there. And knowing that this is just a state that really gives back. And so we thought, 
we collectively, you and I and Rick and Val, you know, kind of sat down and talked this yeah. through. How do we make sure that the graduates of Leadership South Dakota are ready to go out and have those conversations about giving back and their role on different nonprofit boards? And we just felt like that was a big part of leadership as well. So that just furthers that partnership between Leadership South Dakota and South Dakota Community Foundation. Yeah, I think one thing I realized as I got older and looked back on my life is, and I think you've said this in your presentation, philanthropy is not uh, is, is is not necessarily taught. It's usually modeled, right? And it's learned behavior by watching. And so growing up in Brookings with my family, whether that was putting money in the offering plate at church as the, as the plate got passed by, or um, watching my parents, you know, support volunteer for local nonprofits or charities uh, in Brookings. And so I'm, I'm grateful that that was ingrained in, in my family unit. And now something that Paige and I are definitely trying to do for our girls. But so I thought, it, I think it's so important that you come and teach, not just like the brass tacks of like the how to do it and, and the financial, you know, there's, there's strategic ways to do it, certainly that you guys teach us, but also just that, that, that sort of make declaring it as an important thing, declaring philanthropy as a value, which I think you're right that South Dakota definitely has as a pretty high value. So we want these 40 leaders every year to, to ask themselves that question too. You know, how do I not just give back with my um, time or my job or my role, but maybe also with my, my treasure. So true. So you alluded to what's leadership South Dakota look like in 20 years. I'm guessing that from what I know of you and your personality, you're probably always looking out 10 years. You've got that entrepreneurial mindset. So what do you hope leadership South Dakota looks like or what's it grow into in the future? Are you willing to yeah. give us a glimpse into that? Yeah, these discussions are literally just just starting. Like, you know, it was so interesting this year after selling my own company and then kind of going through the process of handing it over, which is difficult, but also inspiring. I then got to be the person on the other side to watch Rick and Val sort of hand over their organization. And I have a lot of empathy for how hard that is because I had just done it. Um, and so this year has been about transition and kind of maintaining uh, a quality program and a team. And, and, and now I feel like we really got our feet underneath us that we've started our second program. So now it's time to kind of dream. And you're right, futuristic is one of my top five strengths. And so I've thought a lot about what does it look like in 10 years? And in actually, in many ways, I think it looks pretty similar because part of what our, makes our program so unique is that we pull these people out of their day-to-day -day life. It's also the big, you know, the biggest reason people say no is like the time commitment. It's just a lot of time. It's time away from job, time away from home, your family. But that's part of what makes our program special. So in this Zoom kind of virtual world, I still think sitting in a circle together in Mission South Dakota when you're on the reservation is a really special part of what makes our program special. Um, so that'll never change. But I think we're also wondering, like, what are ways that we serve those 400 alumni? Uh, how can we bring those class members back together? Um, what other, you know, opportunities can we give further education or connectedness to those 400 people is something we think a lot about. And I can't, I'd be remiss if I also didn't say, um, you know, we're, we we talk a lot about taking these great leaders and making them better, but what does the next generation of leaders look like? Um, how do we, I think about 18 year old John living in Brookings um, in high school, who was only looking at schools outside of South Dakota, because I wanted to get the heck out of South Dakota. I felt like I needed to go somewhere else and do something else. Um, 
But then I think about all the things that we go and see during this program that 18-year-old John had no idea existed in my home state. And so is there an opportunity to reach some of the young folks, the young leaders of South Dakota at an earlier an earlier phase and let them know about what this great state holds? Um, I'm not breaking any news there. Those are just ideas that I have. Um, so whoever listens to us, listens to this, if they want to talk about those, I'd be uh, open ears for sure. If it ain't broke, don't try and change a bunch of things, right? Yeah. And I can tell you my board reminds me of that because Rick and Val went through the hard part over 10 years of making this thing special. And so I definitely understand the responsibility of maintaining that as well. So as we kind of wrap up today, um, got two questions left for you. The first one is, if you're chatting with somebody that's considering participating in a Leadership South Dakota class, what would you say to them? Yeah, I would absolutely say apply. I would say if you feel like you're at a crossroads, if you feel maybe a little stuck or you feel like you're wondering what's next for you or, or you're wondering maybe um, what's beyond just your community, I would definitely say do the Leadership South Dakota program. If you also feel like you have more to offer to your job, to your family, to your community, but you're just not sure how to get there, um, do the Leadership South Dakota program. Um, I think it's an incredible experience. It's tough because it's it's one of those things that you can't fully, we don't really, um, our website or any Instagram photos aren't really going to sell the program. The, the number one way someone joins this program is they talk to somebody else who's done it. And so what I would say, if someone's listening to this, to our 400 alumni, they're our best advertisers because you you tell the stories, right? You tell, I think we were roommates in, in Kyle uh, at the Rosebud, uh, the Rosebud, um, no, sorry, Pine Ridge Reservation. And, um, you know, and it's, it's just the sitting up in bed, telling stories at night in a cabin. And like some of the things that you just like, you had to be there to, to fully experience it. And so I think um, that's what I would say is talk to someone who's done it and then apply. So on a similar thought process, what is the one thing that you would love to wrap up this podcast with that maybe we haven't covered yet that you just would love for people listening to know about Leadership South Dakota? Mm, that's a good one. Um, I think I, I would say two things. Um, one, and then I, I had a podcast for many years about leadership. And one of the things I would say is that everybody is a leader. Whether you have it by title, you may not be a CEO or an executive director or a state senator, but you are a leader and South Dakota needs you to be a leader. Your family needs you to be a leader. Your community needs you to be a leader. So even if it's during one meeting or during one phone call or in a conversation around the dinner table with your family, um, you are a leader and South Dakota needs you to be that. So that's the first one. And the second one, and this is one I try to stress, especially since maybe I'm taking over versus Rick prior to me, since we're at you know different points in our life. Um, it's never too late to be in leadership, South Dakota. I want folks to know that like uh, we want people, it doesn't matter what age you are or where you are in your career or where you live. It's more so about your mentality. Like, do you have a growth mindset and do you want to get better? Do you want to um, get uncomfortable? Because I think that's where you really grow when you get uncomfortable. And so regardless, there, uh, Leadership South Dakota, you're never too old for Leadership South Dakota. There's never a time where you've you've outgrown it. Um, and so I want folks to know that, that there's always a time and place to do it. As long as it works in your schedule, uh, we'd love to have you. 
Thank you, John. We really appreciate your time today. And uh, to all of our listeners, when in doubt, consider going and being a part of Leadership South Dakota. Yeah, I guess I'll put the plug in. Every um, application's open every March 1st. So we are starting that what we call the class of 2024 right now, which will graduate in the spring. And then the fall of 24 is when we'd start our next class. So you got some time to think about it. Uh, and if anybody has questions, they can reach out to me, John at leadershipsoutdakota.com. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can partner with the South Dakota Community Foundation to bring your charitable goals to life, please find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or visit our website at www.sdcommunityfoundation.org.